This Shabbos, we read Parshas Eikev. Parshas Eikev, the Torah tells us that when it came time to make the Luchas, Shniyas, the second Luchas, after the, the first Luchas were destroyed by Moshe Rabbeinu, due to the Chet of the Egel, and after a period of time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Nisratza to Kaisel, and he was willing once again to give us a, another set of luchais, the Pasuk says, Hashem said to Moshe, P'sal l'cha shnei luchais avarin avonim kabishenim. P'sal l'cha, which is allowed for you two, new, two luchais like the first ones. And you should write on the luchais the things that were written on the first one, that you, the first ones that you broke. If you look in the Rebbein of Chaya on the Pasuk, P'sal l'cha, he brings two different midrashim. The first Medrash learns Psal is referring to the fact that the the etchings out from the the material which the Luchas were made with some the San Pirinun, what's called sapphire, that the, the the stones were made of, that those etchings out when the letters were etched out, those those shearings belong to Moshe Rabbeinu. In fact, Rashi brings this concept of Psal that from from here Moshe Rabbeinu was this Asher, he became wealthy from the etchings. So according to this Medrash, and according to the Medrash that Rashi is bringing in, in fact, according to the Gemara as well, the, the Psal is referring to the Moshe Rabbeinu becoming wealthy, or, or actually getting something from, from, from the, 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 the Luchas. The second Medrash the Rabbeinu Machai brings, and it's other Medrashim elsewhere as well, it, it's to a, the Mashal is to a, a king who was married to a, a woman who, and the king went away, and his wife, he left his wife with the shvachas, with the servants, and because she was hanging out with the servants, um, she got a bad reputation. And the king, Shama Melech, king heard, and he wanted to kill her, Andrew says, and Shama Sheshvina, Sheshvina is a person who accompanied her, who accompanies, accompanied her, um, Looked over, looked looked out for her. He ripped up her ksuba and said to the king, "If if you believe this, what she did, then don't treat her as your wife. Ksuba is gone, and you shouldn't kill her." Ultimately, the king was able to look into it and see that it was not really the case. It was really the shvachas that were the ones who did things wrong, and he wanted to re reconnect with his wife. And he said to the sheshvina, "You should supply me with the ksuba after because you ripped up the first one." And and um, and I'll, I'll I'll write the words on the ksuba. So here we see Psal Lecha is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu being required to supply the leluchas. In the first way of Medrash, Moshe Rabbeinu was gaining from getting the luchas. Over here, Moshe Rabbeinu has to supply the luchas. Are these midrashim um, arguing, or are they talking about different concepts and they can be working in tandem? The in Chazal, it's a war that the Luchas Rishonis were different than the Luchas Shneis. The Luchas Rishonis were, the first Luchas, were on a much higher level than the second Luchas. The first Luchas were given to Kalei Yisrael when Kalei Yisrael was on a much higher level. It was before the Chet Ego, before the sin of the Ego. They were on the level of Adam Rishon before he sinned. It was before, like Mark calls it, Paskaz Wamasan that the, the damage that the Nachash put into human beings with the hate 
was was removed, was was healed, and uh, and and that had ramifications in terms of people would just like other Mauritian wouldn't die, just like other Mauritian there would be no shikha, there would nothing would be forgotten, and as Lucas Rishonis Chazal indicate that that everything was written, all of the Torah, Tarshibiksav and all the Midrashim and Tarshlapa, everything was there on Lucas Rishonis, and and they wouldn't forget anything, as opposed to the Lucas Shnias, Lucas Shnias were were was after the Chetegel, after people were brought back down to earth, as it were. We were regular people. And, and, it was, and the Zwama was back. And the Luchas as well were on a lower level. The Luchas only incorporated the words which, which we see, or which we saw. And, and the rest of the Torah was back to being, needed to be learned in the way in which it has to be done today, through Messiah and through remembering, and through effort and toil. So one could say that the Lucas Rishonis were given in a, in a situation where, where with, without sacrifice, in a way, people almost had a sense of entitlement. Everything was given to them on a silver platter, whereas the Lucas Shnias required much harder work and much more work, much more toil, and much more effort on, 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 on people's behalf to retain the Torah. So perhaps the Lucas Rishonis represent um, a Kabbalah Satira, uh, almost of entitlement, of Klai Yisrael being given it without the need for them to do, put the right effort in. Whereas the Luchas Shniyas represents the Torah that we get because of all the efforts that we have to put into it and all the efforts that we're going to put in to be able to retain it. The Medrash that learns Psal which was referring to Moshe Rabbeinu being required to supply the material for the Luchas, is referencing Moshe Rabbeinu's defense of Klai Yisrael. Had Moshe, and had Moshe Rabbeinu defend Klai Yisrael? Chazal tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu defended Klai Yisrael because of the Chet Egel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In a very brazen manner, the Gemara says. He said, Kesef You gave them all this gold and silver that came out of Mitzrayim with so much and they were so full. And then they ended up being tripping up in Abed But he's referring to this concept. That you gave them so much. You gave them a sense of entitlement. There was no sacrifice on their part. And that's why they were nechshal on this chait. That was his very defense. So Rabbeinu Shalom says back to him, Moshe Rabbeinu, according to this, the second minister Rabbeinu B'chai brings, that Psal means you supply, you supply the material for the luchas. So first of all, you supply it because you told me, just as an aside, you told me it's my fault because I gave them too much gold. Oh, so now you supply me. I'm not going to supply it for them now. And more than that, and much more profound than that, is Moshe Rabbeinu, you as the representative of Klai Yisrael, you want to have a luchas, now you're saying it's because they, was, they were entitled without sacrifice, so you supply me the material. Let there be some sacrifice in this luchas shnias, so there should be success. But we asked, the, the first medrash that Rabbeinu B'chai brings, the one that uh, in a similar medrash that Rashi references on the Gemara, Lawrence Psalacha is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu becoming wealthy from the luchas. Getting the psalas, as we said, is that a contradiction to this other medrash where it says he has to supply the material? So perhaps not. Perhaps we could say that there are, the medrashim are darshaning different points in the timeline. Psalacha, the first you supply the material, so it shouldn't be a sense of entitlement and there should be sacrifice and should lead to the great success that you'll have with these second luchas. But once, but once, you receive the Torah, and once you put the sacrifice in, once you put the effort in, once you realize you're not entitled, 
then then you're going to reap the benefits of the luchas themselves. Just as an aside, it is interesting conceptually to think that the Moshe Rabbeinu is somehow getting enriched from the luchas in a physical manner. We're talking about the luchas, we're talking about Matan Taira, and there should be some money there. But the Medrash does say, the Medrash that the Rabbeinu is bringing, does say the Moshe Rabbeinu did get wealthy from, from this, from the luchas. The Ben Yayada does learn Api Kabbalah from the Rizal that it doesn't mean actual wealth, it means the wealth in, 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 in reaching levels of, of understanding of Torah that it wouldn't have had otherwise. Certainly if you go with the Ben Yayada, it's, it's very geschmack that we're saying that through the sacrifice that Meshra Benu made to bring down the Luchashnias, through the sacrifice that each individual makes to be Zaycha to Torah, He'll reap benefits and pull them out understanding of Torah and, and levels in Torah they would not have had otherwise. But even if we're going to learn, like the Pashtas says, that we're talking about actual wealth that he was able to pull out from being from making the Luchas and from his Asik in the Torah, there's also a great lesson for us to take out of here, even regards to money. So let's just review a second. We said that Moshe Rabbeinu Luchas we shiners, we looked at them as a Luchas which were received without sacrifice, whereas the Luchashnias represent the Torah which was to through sacrifice and through effort, through toil, and that's the Torah which lasts, that's the Torah through the efforts and the toil we're going to put in, we're, going to, we're working back towards reaching the level of the Luchas Rishonis. But even when it comes to financially, when it comes to actual money, we could also say that there's a lesson here as well, that if one has the appropriate sacrifice for Torah, and he has the appropriate understanding of what's important, and he gives up to grow in Torah, gives up to grow in Shemir HaMitzvahs, then that person, then that person really has the money which he says. Because that person has the appropriate understanding of what money is. That person understands that the money which you're having is coming, that's only what's left over after you've created the situation where you can have Torah. And, and the appropriate attitude or towards the money is not that it's a means unto itself, but rather the money is psilas. And I'm not suggesting that it's not important, but I'm just saying that it's the attitude about the money. The money is just a means towards becoming the best you can be, just a means to becoming the greatest you can in Torah and Avoida. Then you have that money. Then you can. Then Hashem is giving you that money as a gift. That's psalacha. When you understand that the money is psalas, the money is secondary to what's the ikr to the luchas. Then, then psalacha. Then you then you can take the wealth from the luchas as well. So again, just to just to review, we we seen that the midrashim were were in were in contradiction to what psalacha is. Are you supplying the, the luchas or are you gaining from the luchas? The answer is it's referring to two different. Two different points along the line. That psalacha, the first psalacha is that you should recognize you need to sacrifice with her. And once you're going to be able to sacrifice with her, so you're going to reap first of all, you're going to reap the benefits first of all of understanding of Torah, of course, but you're also going to reap the benefits that the money which you have, you're going to use it properly. The money which you have, you're going to really own and you grow from that as well. And we also also all need to remember that the sacrifices that we have to make are part of the path towards our success. And every person has sacrifices that they have to make. And every person has difficulties that almost 
almost can make a person want to give up, but recognize that those sacrifices are the path towards success. Those sacrifices are the very things that are going to cause us, cause us that success and cause us the wealth, the wealth of success in every way possible.